0: I've that board for 12, almost 13 years. I've been going, how did that come out of him? You know? <laughs> I, I first heard her singing 12 years ago. I met Tyler, by the way, before we even did Dorisville. He um, was at Allstate Yeah. And she uh, heard Cobbman, and y'all were up here, and, and Jennifer met me him at Allstate, and they had a party or something. You know, Ryan Brazier. Say what? Singing for Dick. And Ryan Brazier came down, and we had no idea who he was. Bird, now we're How weird is that, huh? But, but anyway, there were companies that go "Wow, yeah, you, you know, you think it's all rich. You, you should know some talents to somewhere. Sing like that, and then don't come here. I mean, you no, know, this, this is not all work. It's just incredible. All right, so anyway, so I kind of want to continue his golf in the spring. By the way, it's what really he As you know, we kind of whack like this sermon half and so I had three ratings. What we're doing. And the message that we're bringing tonight is really for um, the, the third part of James, and, and or St. is running that third part. Anyway, make my mind is more kind of better than I thought. It really did. So we're going to do Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. Now, I kind of want to really go back this morning, because you know, I think I about that. I said, so what do you want to think this morning? You know, so we're talking about counting all joy when you fall or when you stumble into various kinds of trials. And I know, I just know that. No, they call It's usually about the same thing. Joy and trial do not go together. I really love that definition this morning. It kind of came to my heart that peace is well-being. If joy is peace and well-being, it makes it a little more sense that, that we have peace and well-being when our God is in control. Our God is in control. Our God is in control. No when I walk with their face, I have this well-being that I no around the curve that my God is greater than what I'm and then, and then there's this incredible learning part, you know, because we know, we understand that that, that produces endurance. Um, what I it was was, um, faith stretched long, um, long stretched faith, okay, in our lives, okay, like a diamond. That is hard to make of a diamond, coldest, think of a diamond. If all that is true, then wow. And that's what God looks for us. Listen, listen, listen. God is to grow. God wants us to grow Jesus. God wants us to be like his son. Now, this lies right directly in the face of the health and wealth facts. Okay? There, there are a lot of people that make a whole lot of money on Christian television, Christian radio, and they go to really big churches, and, and they, they do it all on that God wants you to always be healthy, always be rich, and always have a job, and all of this. And that really sells well. But the only problem is it doesn't live out well. Um, because there's a whole lot of people still die. And there's a, little, a, lot of, a whole lot of good Christians dying now that are unemployed, that are struggling financially. It's not like you know, it's not like living in Santa Claus. Are we a kisser? Oh, God. Yes, okay. It's not like living in Santa Claus. It's a great thing to live in Santa Claus. You know, it's really cool. You have this guy up there, and always we asking to do is asking everything, you know. And then all we have to is wait up on Christmas Eve, our new Christmas Eve. Oh, we gotta wait up on New Year's Eve, and and, and, and then we wait up in the morning, what happens? There ain't no presence. I mean, it's really cool to believe that, especially when I saw But if it doesn't produce a desired result, then it's not good. And again, believing that this is gospel thing and that everything, our heaven is here, basically, our heaven is here, and that life here is going to be wonderfully good all the time, it just doesn't produce results. People get cancer and God. People lose jobs. There's a small part. This is not heaven, but there's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, if I was in out there this morning, I'd let kind have a hard slow. But was they saying it's just what God wants for you to grow in his son. And that's going to happen through trials and tribulations. And then we come to Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And this is a familiar scripture, but a wonderfully intriguing piece of scripture about the temptation of Jesus Christ. And after I thought about this, I challenge you something. I don't you should know this morning. You might remember happerized that I don't remember this morning. Okay, but if you remember something of what I said this morning, you'll see some parallels in the story of Jesus and when he was sent. You know, for instance, knowledge, wisdom is the right use of knowledge, and particularly the use of God's word, and all the whole, we see Jesus saying, it is risen. And, and I won't still look the message, but we see Jesus being led by the Father into a trial, tribulation situation. Just like we talked about this morning. So it like James that told the story about Jesus' temptation. It goes, Father, that's powerful. And there, I'll tell you right about that. Have it all joy. Have, have peace and well-being. Because I promise you, in this scripture, there's one thing Jesus has. And that's peace and well-being.
1: Amen? All right, so James, Matthew
0: chapter 3, verse 16. Here we go. I'm looking up Matthew 3, verse 16. Go chapter four. When he, okay, this is like a like, wow moment. When he had been baptized, when the Lord Jesus had been baptized, and by the way, time out if you ever want for sure reason how long we does not save you It's because Jesus was already baptized was already saved, he never was, even if it was no lost, he never sinned, he didn't need cleansing, so baptism is real good teaching here that baptism had nothing to do with your salvation as your obedience. So when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water Oh, oh, oh by the way. You want the picture of a mercy versus Franklin? Uh, there it is. Okay, Jesus came up immediately healing on the water, and behold, the heavens opened up. Now, see a beautiful picture of the Trinity. We've got the Son, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting okay. upon him. Now, we make a big deal of the dove thing, okay? You know, you see pictures picture of the dove. The verse is not important. It's like a dove. What's important is what came down that day, and it's the Spirit of God. the bird is the spirit that took the form or looked like a bird that's coming down the day. So we have, we have Jesus with the Holy Spirit in my sin, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son, or this is my son whom I love, and also in whom I am well pleased. Wow, what a powerful moment. You've got got, got the the Son of God there. You've got the Spirit of God to sing on Him like a dove. All of them have this great booming voice from heaven saying, this is my Son, and I love Him, and I'm so pleased with Him. It's really an awesome moment. And then, in in verse number one of chapter four, something just incredible happens. The Bible says, and Jesus was led by the Spirit God, the Father loved his son. I mean, did he not say, This is my son whom I love? This is my beloved son. Of course he loves him. But, but just like God's will is preemptive of many things. This is not about whether the Father loves Jesus. It's about Jesus' being obedient to the Father. And when you are in a difficult situation, right? you want in a difficult situation. Don't you dare sit there and say, God, not loved God, listen, God loves your time. Come no, on, God loves you time. He really does. Take that and burn it to your heart. Your circumstances never will dictate how much God loves you. Because the cross already does that. The cross is the anchor of hope. That whenever, wherever you are in your life, and you just look back to the cross, and that's whatever shouts, I love you. So don't let circumstances describe or define how much God loves you. And Jesus certainly did do. He understood that God had a great purpose. Now, what is that purpose? Well, part of it is this. It, it's Hebrews chapter four and verse number number fifteen, where it says this. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But well, with all points taken that we are yet yeah, without sin. And then it goes on verse sixteen Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may take mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Part of Some part of is the wilderness intention. It was you. It was you. Because the Father wants you to know that you have a Savior. who not be identified with where you are. And, and, and the Father wants you to know that just like Jesus Christ is victorious, you can be victorious. The issue is not whether Jesus Christ could sin that day. It could have be a given temptation? That is not the issue. The issue is by that same spirit that lit on him that looked like a dove, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was able to resist three powerful temptations. And the same Holy Spirit that lives in you, folks, you can resist those temptations. Of the flesh you cannot. But because of the power of God, you can. And that's why when you walk into a situation and temptation, you can say, sin is not my master. Sin is not. I have a choice here. I, I don't have to. Now, before I received Christ, there wasn't a whole lot of choice there. But now I'm in Christ, and Christ died through the power of sin, and Christ died through the power of sin. That is not die through the power of sin. I have an option. Sin is not my master. So to teach us all of that, we come down into this. So, they take Jesus, he's led by the Spirit, into the wilderness, most Think danger, think barrenness, think, think loneliness, okay? To be tempted by the devil. And then it? they can just it by the way, forever, Jesus is not a badness Because the Bible says, he didn't eat for 40 days, 40 nights, and I do not know a single Baptist could be over you know, 40 hours without for eating. Okay? 40 days without eating. I guarantee you can't So after this, you're hungry, and now we go, well, duh, 40 nights, and I do remember. Okay. He was in a human body. So, so where did you go for 40 days of 40 Where's your son, go? It's like going, wow. Hey, feed me. Okay. As Jesus went 40 days and 40 nights with a human body that was saying, "I am famished. Feed me." He knew hunger just like you do hunger. He knew suffering just like you knew suffering. That should encourage you tonight. Okay. So. He was to be tempted by the devil unless he shows up. The devil shows up. Okay, look. Now, by the way, okay, mark it down. It's, it's like Job. God, for every reason, allows that door to be open. You can mark it down, the Lord will show up. Okay? So, now when the temper came to you, know, excuse me. he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. If you are the Son of God, command these things, these stones, to be made into great. Now, there's something wrong here, and I there's a lot of the things wrong here that are very important. First off, often, this probably is a better, at translation, if you'll take that word in, let me tell you something. One, Jesus knew this was the Son of God. Jesus Two, say he knew. Two, Satan knew was the Son of God. This was not an identity crisis on Jesus' part, it was not an identity crisis on Satan's part. So much better translation, since you are the son of God. I mean, come on. If, if you, are, if you are the most powerful human, okay, human body on this earth. Since you're the son of God, you're hungry, right? Why don't you turn these stones into bread? Now, the first thing I want you to see is this: what's going on here? How many times can you think, you Bible Solas? How many times can you recant, can, can you recall, that Jesus used his power for his own comfort and good. Did he? I can't mean, to you. I do not find a single time, Mary, by the way, I can't find a single time where Jesus said it's about me. So Jesus was saying, knowing that Jesus came for others, that Jesus came to be obedient to his Father and for us. And by the way, that's why we need to be about him and them, and not about us. Okay? Same thing that came to, to obey his father and to be about others, he says, think of yourself. Come on. This is an unusual situation. You haven't eaten for 40 days or 40 nights. You're hungry. Just take some of your power and feed yourself. What's all of that? Nothing. Except it takes the books of Jesus off of the Father. And others and on himself. And Jesus just would do that. Jesus <laughs> could do that. And we need to be careful of that. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to impose on ourselves. It's also easy for the church and also easy for believers. to so what's good for me? What's good for me? What's good for me? Mm-hmm. And, that's, and why we why we for that's why we have worship wars. That's why we have scripture wars. That's why we have toll paper that's, 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 that's when we do those wallpaper bathrooms. Okay? We have all these different wars going on because it's all about us. Okay, I want to be comfortable. The only problem is that when we become believers in Christ we're supposed to be Christ-like and Christ was never about himself. he's about others. Amen. He's about others. So it's just hugely important. Now, a couple of subliminal things that are probably going on here. One, probably, and probably, well, actually, I think both of them are. First off is this, is that I live, because I know the devil, Okay. I, I can't say I was going. on. If, if, if your father really here? two questions: Why did he put you here? Hey, if he really, if, he died, if your father really, really, really loves you, then why are you here? And and your father really cares about you. Why are you hungry? Obviously. Yeah, now, do you know I have
1: a spiritual basis for that? Did God not say you couldn't eat of the
0: fruit of the trees? Well, he, he said, said, well, well yeah, you eat of the trees. We, we just, just can't eat out of that one. In fact, we can't even touch That's it because we'll die. That's not what God does. God knows that when you eat of the fruit of the tree, you'll become like him. The deceiver lies. And I'm sure that the demon was trying to lie to Jesus that hey the father doesn't care. There's another subliminal thing wrong here, and we're going to see it. We're going to see that there's an annual shortcut through here. Satan, I believe you. The cross was coming. I believe you knew the purpose of the cross. So he wanted to avert the cross. So he came up with several plans for Jesus. So, Jesus, why don't you you turn these stones into bread? Now, here's the deal nothing draws a crowd like free bread. All you have to do is become a bread Messiah. All you have to do is walk around the countryside and just just say, bread, 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 bread. You're one holy moly! We've got to follow this guy! Why why, go to the cross? you want followers? I can tell you how to get followers just simply become a bread Messiah. And and in the process, you're doing a good thing. You're feeding people. Hey, everybody knows those have this full scripture that says you need to feed the poor. You want an opportunity to obey the Lord God. of the knowledge of the word of God. And Jesus here. He didn't follow his example. He, he said, what are you think you about this? Warning. If you think thank with Satan, you're probably going to lose. He didn't make it it. He said we said, well listen, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that receives from the mouth of God. He said, listen. He said, listen, I'm not arguing, I'm going to faith, but there's something more important than bread. And that is trusting my Father. I don't care what my stomach says. I don't care what the circumstances say. From this morning's message, I'm choosing to trust my Father. And this is a quote from Deuteronomy in chapter 8, verse number 3, where God gave the children of Israel man to eat. And they could learn The man does not live by alone, but I every word and the of When the temper comes and says, "Ego." you have. point. It was the highest point of the temple where it went down to a ravine. So we're not sure how far. But we're talking about definitely enough distance to kill it. Okay? So he heads into the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God, or since you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Why? It, now watch this. Who says this written out? Satan Warning. Satan knows scripture. When George, when he's trying to work his way into your life and tempt you, don't the scripture on Didn't I say that you would have to do this or if, you know, God loves you? And he said you know, God is love. and This doesn't look like love to me. Be careful, Satan can use scripture to hurt you. He knows the look. The Bible says this. In Psalm ninety one, verse 11. And 12. In his listen, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you catch your for against the stone. Jesus, think listen. listen. Why go to the cross? Here's a better plan. Let's, Let's go, go to the temple. The temple It's probably, what, a couple, three stories? And you, people are walking around this temple area. People are everywhere. What's this? All you have to do is jump. And right before you hit the ground, according to Psalm 91, 11 and 12, the angels are going to grab you and you're going to gently float down to the earth. And they're all going to go, Holy moly! Did y'all see that? This must be the Son of God! And they're all going to follow you. And Jesus? Isn't that what it's all about anyway? I mean, a great Listen, why go to the nails and their hands and feet? And your, Their back is filled with the flesh and all the embarrassment of the cross and the shame of... Bible, or you're going to have a deep Bible, and you're going to find that problem and say, God, here it he is. You've got to do this, God. Hey, God, I'm a child, and you've got to do this, God. It's testing God. In fact, by the way, this: if Jesus had done this, he would have spent outside the will of the Father, and that would be called standing. Pitman. I don't believe he could do that, but it would be called sin. How often do we get ourselves in simple situations, and then we try to make problems and get ourselves out of God, you said you've got to forgive me, God. God, you said, God, you said, God, you said. God, you said I'll do that a lot. And Jesus said, Jesus said to him, Well, want to Satan, you shall not test, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Deuteronomy you chapter 6, verse number 16. What is Satan? You're, you're not contending, okay? It is long for me to test my Father brothers and sisters, it's wrong for you to test your father. It when Paul was talking on grace. He said so. If grace is so wonderful, and because of grace, we're forgiven, should we go out and sin more and more? So grace can out. what did Paul say? The closest thing it is to a curse word in the Bible, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. We should test our. We should play the game with God? With God who said, God you died. And he goes, He's God. He calls the shots, not us. Mm-hmm. He calls the shots, not us. So, does he quit? this state and that state this state? Was it the known kingdom of the world? Or was it like a visionary thing? Was it like, you know, thinking of a vision and a vision and he could see the entire world? That's not matter. He saw all these kingdoms around him. And and he said this, and he saw so all the kingdoms, all their all the glory. And he said to y'all, these things, I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Now was a paradox for us to believe. I certainly am not Prepared tonight to go to deep, great detail, but, but in John chapter twelve verse thirty-one, Jesus talks about the kingdom or the rule of this world being cast down, and, and there's and there's a, a, there's a teaching, that's right, it's right, that Adam surrendered the kingdom of the world when he's sinned. He basically handed over no Satan, and and Satan became the ruler of this world. Jesus said that. But let me ask you a question: Is it still so? Because Jesus said that in twenty-eight all authority, all power has been given to me. Satan owns nothing. Satan owns nothing. But he went to Jesus this day and said, look, all of this, all of this I will give to you and all you gotta do is fall down and worship you. You want kingdoms? You want a following? I've got short that." All you have to do, now, I'm not talking about that and I'm worshiping for all eternity, you don't even have to do in front of anybody. We'll do it up here in this mountain. No one will ever go. All you've got to do is follow down and worship people one treatment, that's all. And then the cross is off. All the people will follow you. You'll be and you'll have. Jesus said, paraphrasing Deuteronomy six four five, "Away with you, say it Is written. You shall worship the Lord your God, and you Him only shall you serve." Hey, Satan read my lips. No man can serve two masters, and I won't raise your taxes either. No one can serve two. I'm not going to worship you for a nanosecond.
1: Because my loyalty and my worship belongs to the
0: one, the creator of God, my Father. No, I will not be a bread messiah because my my Father sent me to believe and die. No, I won't be a miracle messiah to the sense where I'll jump off and I'll test my Father and angels will catch me and everybody will laugh. I'm not going to worship you because you're not worthy of worship. Like my father is worthy of worship. So he said, "Away with you! Get out of here!" So he said, now, in our flesh, surely we don't have that authority. But do we in the authority of Christ? Do we need the authority of Christ? Mm-hmm. I never got that article of wisdom. With Christ, we have authority. We have authority because of His power and who He is. Now, us verse eleven. So, the devil left him. Yay. And guess what happened? Psalm 91. And the angels came and ministered to him. Because he was faithful, Psalm 91 was let out. He didn't have to jump off the pinnacle. The time of the Bible, I told this morning, how long does the trial of his last? So God says, lesson learned. Purpose was it. And it was. And Jesus said, you're out of here. And he was out of here. He left. And the angels came to minister. Now, this story, this story only has power under one condition. When you allow yourself to see the humanness of Jesus. If, if this is all done because he's the son of God, and it doesn't no, be no powerful us. Hebrews 4.15 has no power for us. But you'll see that he was victorious over sin, By the power of God the Father, all sins all kinds of application. That means that you and I really can be victorious over sin. You and I can win the victorious in Christ. Amen? Trials and tribulations you can come into. The phone may ring at 803 ladies, and someone will say, Have you heard about so and so? And you're going to face a choice whether to gossip or not gossip. Your husband is going to leave his, his dirty clothes down by the bed for the 39th time this week. And your expectation going to be angry or not angry. And you're going to say, Sin is not my master. Because I am in Christ. And as Christ died of sin, I am a kind of sin. And just like my Savior was victorious in temptation, I can be victorious in temptation. I don't have to give in. I, like I, mean, I know not look like sweet week. I know I for many, two weeks ago. I never dreamed, I prayed that morning, Father, you know my day, that those two phone calls are overcome, and hour now I have my father. And he was faithful throughout heaven. And your father will be faithful throughout us. No matter what. So God, thank you for the teachings of your word today. And Jesus, thank you. I'm I'm grateful, eternally grateful that you're God. I'm also grateful for your human side. Because it's there we see the victory that we can have. You set the example for us. We're that high priest without sin and yeah, attentive to the I thank you for that, Father. Father, I don't know what you want to do at this invitation time tonight. What you want to do, it may someone need to join the church, it may someone need needs prayer, and may someone trust Christ. Whatever it is, Father, have your way in our lives. And then, Father, I'll go to pray now in preparation for this You know tomorrow holds for us. May we trust you, regardless of what circumstances says, maybe we trust you. And Jesus, I pray this in your precious name.